Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you, girlfriend to girlfriend style, on how to create a happy life from motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, girlfriends. Today, I want to talk about embracing change and learning to be more resilient instead of resistant. And there's some of you out there that are like, well, (laughs) good luck, Carrie. I've always resisted change. And you know what? There's a part of me that has as well. And I'd love to share the things that I'm going through in the process. In fact, I should probably do a follow-up podcast to this because I'm going through something fun. I don't know what's going to look like on the other side, but that's half the fun, guys. I mean, seriously, half the fun is sometimes going through life with your blindfold on going, okay, Lord, open up, just like take it off and go surprise. (laughs) That's kind of what it feels like. But the cool part is, is even though you feel like you have a blindfold on in the process, you know who is leading you through the dark, the Lord. And that's all that matters. So let's jump right into today's episode. It is a little bit about how to change, how to resist it, how to not resist it, how to when it's okay to be resilient, all the things. And I just want you to be just care, just just be gracious with yourself. Is that too much to ask? It's okay. It's gonna be weird. I know I'm I'm actually recording this like mid-June to 2023. And I'm only saying that because I may do a follow-up, you know, and that's kind of fun to say, remember when I didn't know what was going on? You know, this is a lot of interesting things. I'm exploring moving. I'm exploring new career paths, um, relationships, all the things, right? You're just kind of like looking into what else is possible. And I love that saying, write that on a sticky note, girl, and put it somewhere, your desk, your laptop, your bathroom mirror, what else is possible? Question mark, question mark. Okay. So instead of resisting change, I want you to, you know, like, how do I get past this bumpy part, Carrie? Sometimes for me, I have to envision the finish line and what it will feel like. There's those feeling words for us empaths, okay? What is it going to feel like? Everyone feels, you know, us females in general live vicariously through our feelings. Let's just be real, empath or not. A lot of you men out there too, too. So um, what is it going to feel like? What's that experience going to look like? I've... um, been pursuing some career changes. I'm super excited. I've learned a lot in the last couple of years with big tech. I've gotten more of a taste of the corporate vibe and maybe just maybe I could be convinced to play a role in that area with a big company that's making a difference. So let's see, you know, just again, playing it by ear. Um, it was just a contract anyway. You know, I've been self-employed for over a decade, as most of you know. So I'd like to see what else is possible. I like to learn, grow, and change, especially with careers. 
I think I have more resilience there than I do on where I live. You know, like I'm not that girl that could just backpack through Europe. No, I need to know where my butt is sleeping that night and I need to make sure the sheets are clean and I do I have my satin pillowcase, you know, I can be a little bit of a diva around that area, but as long as my home base is secure, I'm good. I can take on other fun things. I can do adrenaline type activities. I can go try something new for the weekend or go travel or explore, but home base is secure. So I think we all have our things. You might be the opposite. Your job is your security. You've been there 15 years, but you're cool with where you live. You don't care. You've been bouncing from roommate to roommate. Sometimes you live with mom and dad. Sometimes you live with your brother, whatever that looks like. Or you, you know, sign a new lease every year or you bouncing across America. You know, hey, that's cool. Or any country for that matter. But your job's virtual, but you've been there forever and you've got that freedom. You see how we kind of need those structure places in order to feel more resilient with whatever change shows up in your life. All of us need an anchor somewhere. And when I was in one particular career for about five years, that was my anchor. And that's when I did the most craziest stuff. And I don't say craziest, man. Yeah. For the West Coast, it wasn't crazy. For the people in the Midwest that don't get out of their house or leave their Netflix and their Hulu accounts, might have thought I was crazy. But the truth really is, I was exploring. I was seeing what I was made of. I was jumping out of planes, off of buildings, river rafting, buying motorcycles, you know, like all the fun stuff, figuring out what I was made of. But my anchor was in my career. I had a, a job with a global business coaching company for five years. That didn't feel like it was going to go anywhere. It's okay to set my sails somewhere else. You know, do you see what I'm saying? So more importantly, it could be the other way around. Could be you're in such a great, solid, healthy relationship. You've been married for 20 years to your soulmate. You guys are growing together and have a kick butt track record that you get to shift your sails. You know, he, he or she is your anchor. And you get to shift your sales somewhere else and see what you're made of. Like maybe your partner allows you to explore different opportunities and careers. You're more of a free spirit over there because you're anchored somewhere else, right? Do you see the difference? See what I'm talking about? So that has a lot to do with our resilience or resistance around change. Where's your anchor? Find it. You got to have one, at least one. And sometimes as a single mom and entrepreneur, <laughs> I don't feel like I have an anchor sometimes. And I think I tell my mom this often when we're talking conversations, I'm looking for some dry land to climb up on and stay there for a minute. Like some, a rock would be great. Not an island, not some floating raft, but a, something that's a little more solid. And you know what? Oh man, this realization just hit me. Ooh, did it hit me? Goosebumps and all. Tears are showing up. I know in my heart who my rock is, and that's the Lord. Every time I say I need that, He reminds me. It's almost like He whispers in my ear, Hello, am I chopped liver over here? I'm your rock, Carrie. I'm your solid rock. The rest doesn't matter. Whew, I guess I needed that today. A little wake up call for Carrie and anyone else that's listening out there. So let's dive right in 
to how we can be a little more resilient because what happens when we're resistant to change, we try to, we almost become rigid. Our energy is solid. It's not flowing and you're gritting your teeth through it. That doesn't sound like fun. I mean, some days that's, Hey, when I got divorced and packed up everything and left four properties and 10 acres of land and fled to Vegas from Michigan, you know, like I get it. I gritted, I gritted my teeth through all of that. It was painful. I had to put my blinders on and try not to feel. I just had to be numb through that process. So I get it. But if you can be more open-minded, and I did my best then too, to embrace the change, the experience, the opportunities, what else was possible, look forward to the differences that I would get to, you know, just fall into. And deep down, I knew I wanted it. I needed it. So it helps. But I want you to just kind of like feel your body when I talk about resisting change. Like, oh, can I feel it in my body? Yes. Relax your shoulders. Relax. Stretch. Stretch your neck. Left side, right side, all the things. You can feel the tension. Note to self, book massage. (laughs) I don't know if that's, that's my world. Like literally, I'm not kidding. Book massage is going on the notepad next to me right now. Um, because I also have been going through a lot lately and I can feel it. So I'm taking on everybody else's stuff too. And my shoulders are pretty tense. So I want you to more be resilient because you think about riding a horse and just like relaxing into the process and going with the animal is way better than being the stiff person on the horse, on the back of a horse, just like fighting it the whole way. That horse is like, girl, will you just jump off already? You don't want to, you want to go with it. You know, just like rollerblading, you got to glide, girl, glide. The experience is going to be better on the other side. You're going to have less stress. You're going to have more excitement. And it's going to be a little more fun. So, so first acknowledge that resistance. Okay. It's there. There's nothing you can do about it. And if you've taken personality tests, there's only one I'm really, really familiar with is the disc D I S C. And Tony Robbins uses it. You can go Google that if you want Tony Robbins disc assessment. And I think there's a free version online. And you know what? I'm just going to add the notes. You know me, I got you, girl. I'll add the show note, add it to show notes. Um, and you can take your assessment, okay? So D is super driven. Your typical driven person doesn't care, move forward. High I or the I is your people person. They tend to have ADHD. <laughs> Just being real. They're all over the place. They got new ideas every day, but they don't complete anything. And they're the people networkers, you know, that just kind of super outgoing. S, I used to be that person. I don't know what happened to her. I think she got, I don't know, taken out back and it got beaded out of her. <laughs> then there's the high S's, which tend to be more stubborn. That's the word I, that's the the acronym I give it or the, the label I give S's. Stubborn people. Now they like to be, they're more supporters in their, in a person, like a professional type of environment. They're more supportive, but they also can be a little bit more dig their heels in and resist the change. This is my mom. Shout out to mom. This is my sisters, couple sisters. Yeah, there's some peeps in my fam like this. Some friends, they're great because they usually, and my ex-husband, holy crap, he is the biggest S on the planet. He will do the same thing until he dies. Like those type of people don't like change. They just do the exact same routine 
forever. And it just blows my mind because I like variety. Hence why we didn't work out. So, so take it, take that personality test, see what you are. The C is the analytical type, the data analyst type of people, the people that like all the details, very critical, judgmental people. No. Anyway, take it. I've included it in the show notes. It's kind of fun, but if you're high S, you're the ones that embrace that resist change the most. You want to see what's up the other side. You want to see what's on this side of the hill before you climb it. You want to, sometimes you guys are the type that will sit on the fence of life until it crumbles beneath you. That's the only time you'll make a choice or change. My mom, again, love you, but you're, I'm going to pick on you for a minute. Will need things to like the world to make decisions for her. I was going to say the universe, but I don't talk like that anymore. The Lord to pop up like an opportunity and land it on her, has to land on her lap, hit her upside the head and smack her four times. Then she sees it and then she'll make a, a decision. She just has a harder time, you know, and that's what a lot of people are like. They have a hard time making up their mind. So sometimes life has to make it up for them. So just acknowledge where you are on that spectrum. Super driven types, super overachievers. I hate that term and I've heard it so many times this week. I'm, I'm going to stop using it because I keep getting described as that. Um, <clears throat> I like balance, so I don't see myself as an overachiever, but those type of people tend to embrace change easier than those that are an S in that disc assessment category. So acknowledge it. It's all good. Understand your emotions around it, your mindset. That's really the first step towards embracing change is how am I feeling? And just kind of go right into the second phase of change, which is reframing your perspective. You have to shift your mindset, reframe how do you view change. Instead of seeing it as a threat or something to be afraid of, consider as an opportunity for growth, new experiences. What am I going to learn? Look at your past. What would have happened if you tried to stop change from happening? I would still be married in a really dead end, horrible relationship. I would not have the, had the jobs and experiences that I have now. There's relationships that ended. Praise God. Can we just get a high five for some of those? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Those doors were shut. Thank you, Jesus, for that protection. What about kids? What if you didn't want children? Cause that's just too weird and different, but now you have two or three or four. I was scared when I, I remember that pregnancy test. I'm pregnant. Oh, what now? I think we've all felt that. What if I didn't accept that change? I mean, not that you can do a lot about it. Like here she comes in nine months, but think about it. Maybe moving, relocating different parts of the country, different states. What would have happened if you had resisted it and tried to push it away? You wouldn't be the person you are today. So that's, that's the perspective I want you to have when change is showing up. Could be you were just let go from a job you were with for 25 years. That's scary because now you're like in identity crisis mode. Who am I? Or divorcing a husband or wife that you've been with for 30 some years. Who am I? That identity process is tough. I get it. You start to have this, I don't know who I am anymore vibe and that's okay. Okay. But now you get to rewrite a new chapter, not rewrite, write, <laughs> just write it. <laughs> don't rewrite it. Get that new page, fresh new page and a new pen. 
brand new. What do you want to be when you grow up? Isn't that how it feels some days? <laughs> Who do I want to be when I grow up? Every time I make a life change, especially in the career status, it's so much fun for me. I could never be the girl that worked at the same company for 25 years. So it's okay. I know this about myself. So leads me into phase three as you're embracing change. Practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself during these times. Understand it's natural to feel uncomfortable or uncertain. Give yourself permission to navigate through those emotions with self-compassion. It's okay. Give yourself some patience and understanding. It's okay to be scared. But I want you to remember God's word. Remember what the Lord says. You don't have to do this by yourself. This is when I have to remind myself, like Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can, I can, I can, I get to. He's got my back. He's with me. He's, I'm not doing this by myself. Remember to take the Lord with you because he is the only one that can see what's on the path ahead. Which leads me to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding because your understanding's limited. Okay? You only know what you know. You've only had the jobs that you've ever had. You've only had the relationships that you've ever had. You've only lived in the house that you've ever had. You don't know what's up ahead. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. He's going to tell you. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, take him with you. He's the only one that's got the binoculars on and like, okay, Carrie, take a left, take a right. No, 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 pothole, pothole, girl, girl. Oh, okay, you, you, you almost hit that one. Okay, here's a speed bump. Here it comes. Take Jesus with you everywhere you go. I can't imagine life any other way. If I'm going to feel blind through folded through life. The only one I want to be with is Jesus because he can take it off at any time and show me. Okay. This is how far we've come. Take a look around. What do you think? We did this together. How exciting is that? I mean, that's, that's, that's life. It's way more interesting and fun when you've got the Holy Spirit with you. So dwell into the word because that's where the truth is. Jesus never tells us to be afraid. There's no fear in the Bible. It's not, it's fear not. A lot of verses start with fear not. Even when the angels showed up, they're like, don't be afraid. I know I'm scary. I apologize. <laughs> Please do not fear. I come, I'm the angel of the Lord. So sorry I spooked you, Mary and Joseph and everyone else that got a, a fun little visit from an angel. In the book of Isaiah 43, verses 18 through 19, it tells us not to dwell on the past. God is doing a new thing in each of us every day. With each new experience, we can learn from the past and grow into our full potential. So when I see, I see change, I kind of, yes, I'm human. I get uncertain. Will it be as good as where I'm at? Will it be better or worse? Where are we? Because I was kind of getting used to how nice things are right now, Lord. You know, like this is the conversation I have. I'm really, really liking, you know, maybe it's the income that I'm getting or the home I live in now. You get comfortable, right? You get comfortable in relationships too, where you think this is as good as it gets. No one's going to love me this much. No one's going to make me feel this way. 
you know, and so on. And then we don't leave any room for growth because we put a lid on how good it gets to be. I hate the saying, it doesn't get any better than this. Why'd you just do that? What do you mean it doesn't get any better? Did you just put a limit on our God? That's, that's not how I choose to think. How does it get any better than this is the term I like to say, how? Because he's going to show you. So embrace this certain uncertainty, which is phase four of embracing change, embracing uncertainty. It's going to happen. You're going to feel it in your gut. You're like, I see the writing coming on. I mean, in big tech right now, which is where I work, hundreds of thousands of layoffs between Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and there's more that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. We won't even talk about Twitter, but that's kind of funny. That's a different story. So overall, you've got to embrace the uncertainty. We feel it. We see the writing on the wall. We're like, I read the tea leaves and it says I should leave. I'm out. That's kind of what it feels like with a lot of uncertainty right now. Things are shifting politically. I don't even want to talk about because I'll never stop. I mean, it's just a gar- it's just garbage right now. The only thing you can literally anchor yourself in is the Lord. That's not going to change. God's view of you, how he loves you unconditionally, and what he promises you is your only certainty. So you might as well stick yourself right in the word every day to remind yourself. Put those verses that I just mentioned, and I'll put them in the show notes too for you if you want to look them up on your own. Those, gosh, three different scripture references. And go with that. Put it somewhere where you can remember. I like to buy things from maybe a Christian bookstore or even Amazon that have little crosses with my favorite verses. Have them in my desk where I spend a ton of time, of course, reminding me of the potential of my God, right? It's good stuff. So embrace the uncertainty, girls. Give God a chance to show up. When we think we can control every little thing, and trust me, I'm a control freak too, we will shut out God. Like, okay, I've got this, I've got this, I got it, I got it, I got it. What if you let God do his part? You might have double income. You may have an opportunity you never dreamt about. You never put yourself there, but he did. Maybe he'll give you the man or partner of your choice that's way beyond that dumb checklist you created. He'll blow your mind if you let him. God wants to give you a promotion every time. He wants to give you an up level. He generally doesn't close a door unless he opens up one that's better. My whole life, I've seen it. It's been an upgrade and upgrade and upgrade and upgrade. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So grateful. Thank you. Thank you. What else is possible? Give God a chance to show up for you. Stop holding on to the reins so tight that you don't give any room to the Holy Spirit. In fact, I encourage you to start there. Lord, what's possible? Show me what's possible. Give me my my part because I don't believe in not doing our part. But I want you to embrace the unknown as an adventure. You know, like, whoo, like I, I get uncertain, but yet I'm excited. There's a little fear and excitement. Like, I can't wait to see what God's going to do for this next half of my life. I'm sorry, next half. Well, gosh, 
I didn't even mean to say that. 50 years old next year. But what I really meant was the next half of this year. <laughs> the next half of this year, what is God going to do with it? Because it sure is going to be exciting because the first half was pretty crappy. It had its good moments, but it was a waste of time in a lot of areas. A lot of waste of energy. So phase five, seek support. Surround yourself with supportive network, network of friends, family, or mentors who can provide encouragement and guidance during these times of change. Share your concerns with them, your aspirations, lean on them, call them. These are your people. Now I'm always going to choose mentors over family and friends. And I'll tell you why. One, you're like, but Carrie, that mentor doesn't know me. My mom knows me. My sister knows me. My best friend from high school knows me. That's just the reason why you shouldn't talk to them probably, right? I mean, think about it. They're going to have some selfishness in there because that's what we do. A mentor doesn't have an emotional attachment to your outcome. They just want to see you succeed. So think of it this way. If you're looking to grow and expand and maybe you're moving, but your family wants you to stay or they want you to move towards them, but that might not be your best choice. And your mentor is going to push you towards your best choice. Again, no emotional attachment to your outcome. Friends and family might selfishly push you or pull you towards what works for them. We're selfish like that. Okay. It just is what it is. Not everybody, but let's be real. Most are going to, and then there's the jealous ones, the family and friends that are jealous that like, no, don't reach for the stars. You'll leave us. We're over here. Where are you going? Why are you playing so big? Stop. That's not necessarily your support circle. So you know who to trust and who not to trust. Keep an open mind about that. I highly recommend a mentor. Just saying. Phase six, cultivate a growth mindset and adopt a growth mindset, which is a belief that you can learn, adapt. I can do this. I can grow through my challenge. I'm going to embrace this idea. I mean, it's going to change and present an opportunity for personal development and failures or setbacks or whatever learning experiences. Again, that what else is possible? If you had thought, oh my goodness, I'm going only as good as the very first job I've ever had. What does that look like? I worked in retail. I was 17. I started at 16, but was in one place in particular for a couple of years at age 17 and 19. And then I went to more retail because I only know what I know. I'm in the mall all day. So I go to another store, worked in optical retail for seven years. What if I'd never grown outgrown that? What if I stayed there forever? This is as good as it gets. This is all I'm ever going to know. I mean, again, you start, everyone has to start somewhere. You didn't know that job when you applied. In fact, it was my very first job selling clothes. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of fun as a teenager. It's all about the discount. But what if you had that same mindset all through your life as an adult? I can only do what they hired me to do at age 19. 20, 24, whatever, it's as good as it gets. I can't grow. And I understand it's a little challenging at times to get a job or change careers without the experience because I want like eight, 10 years experience in a particular field or industry. And you're like, hello, how am I ever going to get that if no one gives me a break? 
Trust me, there's possibilities around that. I've done it. I've changed my career so many times. I've grown and expanded. I love it. Doors open when your mind is open. Okay, remember that. Doors will open when your mind is open. So embrace it. Okay. Phase seven, take small steps. Sometimes this change is scary, especially if you're IS. Not ass, S like the disc assessment, take small steps, break down these small little steps that are manageable, focusing on the incremental progress. You can build confidence and momentum as you navigate through the process. If it's moving, this is, I'm just speaking from experience here. I'm going to start with looking at real estate in another state. And then I'm going to start to clean out each room of the house and make it easier to move. This is me. I'm totally giving you my my small steps because it's scary. Move from Vegas back to Michigan or wherever God wants me because I'm leaving it in God's hands because Carrie's limited thinking, right? I need to acknowledge the Lord. I mean, my mindset's too small. Don't, don't lean on your own understanding is what Proverbs tells us. So... I even have a spreadsheet of what furniture I'm keeping and which ones I'm selling, what I'm selling, so I can just clear out each room mentally in my house to make this process easier when the time comes, if that's what the Lord wants for me. So sometimes those little teeny tiny steps helps. Set up an alert on your email of real estate and other locations, renting, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's, I'm going to look for a new job. Okay, let's... Get that resume ready. Pay someone to update it if it's overwhelming for you. Start a job alert on LinkedIn. Start a job alert on other other websites like Indeed or something. You know? These are the small steps that you need to do. So phase eight, embrace learning opportunities. See change as an opportunity to learn and grow. Acquiring those new skills. Be curious. Be open-minded, be proactive, seek out knowledge and experiences that will help you adapt and thrive in your new circumstances. If you're thinking of moving away and you need to get on a plane, go explore it, check it out. What else is possible? What does life look like from here with this perspective? Don't shrink back to what you only know. Cause again, it goes back to you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. What would your life look like if you stayed as a 17-year-old and never experienced life and new experiences? You would be boring. Let's just be real. (laughs) Be blunt. You would be boring. But if you can just kind of expand, what kind of person could you turn into? How fun and exciting. And I know some, some of you are so working against me right now. I could feel it in your energy. Like, I hate change. I want everything to stay the same forever. And I was that person too at age four when grandma died. I was like, well, what, what happened? This is changing things already. And I was mad when my oldest sister got married. What do you mean she's getting married and moving out of the house? Can't her husband just live with us too? Yes. I mean, you think about as little kids, we, we love that structure and routine and then change shows up. It's inevitable. You're going to have to go through it, but how can you go through it with flying colors 
It's a little more flow versus being rigid and stubborn. Makes the process harder. It's like getting dental work done and trying to clamp your jaw shut. Just do, just, just do what the dentist says. <laughs> Make it easier on yourself. <coughs> so <clears throat> I say all that to say this. Embrace these learning opportunities. <clears throat> Take something to drink here. And just kind of grow into it. Again, that new job. You're more than your resume. If you, you know, honestly, employers these days are looking for open-mindedness, a good attitude, willingness to learn. Are you a knowledge seeker? Are you a solution seeker? Are you proactive? Opportunist. Yes, skills are nice. Experience is nice. But I would hire someone with a can-do attitude and a positive mindset any day over a negative person with a resume a mile long of all of their past skills and experiences. The key is you got to embrace it. What can I learn in this process? What don't I already know? I guess there's something new on the other side of this. That's how I'm looking at it. Again, don't know what I don't know. So I'm open to learning. I'm so glad I did. I would never have been self-employed for this last decade as a business owner. I never would have had my own business, my own virtual lifestyle. If I had just stayed stuck and thought this is as good as it gets, this is the box I'm going to live in and I'll die in it. That's not fun. You're missing out. Phase nine to embracing change is practice flexibility. Remain flexible and adaptable in your thinking and approach. Be willing to adjust your plans, expectations, and strategies as needed. Embracing flexibility allows you to flow with the changes rather than being overwhelmed by them. Again, that anything is possible mindset. Be in flow. It's like that saying, always keep your mind on the destination, but be flexible with a game plan to get there, or maybe it's the driving instructions. <laughs> it's like pop popping in that address into your phone or car or whatever and going, you know what? We're going to have to take a detour because there's an accident up ahead and you're still on the fastest route. I love that she reminds me of that. You're still on the fastest route. We're going to take this exit now instead, Carrie. Okay. I hope you're good with that, but we're still on the fastest route. You got to be flexible with the game plan, but be firm on the destination. What does that finish line look like? And that's kind of how I've, I learned to be flexible too, because sometimes it looks so different. You're like, what just happened? This is what I asked for, but I feel like God did it in a different order than my brain was really prepared for, but that's okay. We still landed on our feet. We're still here. And when you do, make sure you do phase 10, which is celebrate progress. Celebrate it. I'm excited. I don't know what's up ahead. There's a lot of fun things. I see us, I see myself celebrating my hard work, celebrating my embracing change because I've got a lot of uncertainty in my gut that likes to pop up every now and then. But there's some things that are coming up. There's some opportunities ahead of me. I've got options. I've got options of, again, big changes coming for me. Relationship-wise, career-wise, <laughs> 
residence and where I live in my environment wise, like it's everywhere. A daughter that's kind of thinking, oh, do I want to live on my own yet? Will I be an empty nester soon too? So much change. Watch me go, and it's just between friends, okay? Watch me go from like single mom to married without missing a beat because I've been looking kind of forward to empty nest life. Kind of looking forward to maybe I'll just get a little condo somewhere, just be me, just carry all by herself. Maybe I'll get a dog, maybe I won't. And then I can bounce from condo to condo throughout the states and wherever I want to live, rent one out have that virtual lifestyle really, really always wanted. But when you have a kid and then they're in school, you're kind of trapped. With my luck, I will barely get a breather from daughter as a roommate to a husband. I just feel it. (laughs) I've never lived on my own ever. Not alone. I've always had roommates, a husband or a daughter. And you know what? Out of all three, my daughter's my favorite. She's the best roommate. She's awesome. You should see us. We're so, so we're such a good bunch. Good times. She's a good little roomie. But I say all that because I want to celebrate going forward, celebrate those milestones. I know it's going to look cool. It's awesome. It's going to be different. It's going to be changed. It's going to be fun. I get to let go of what I don't love and I get to embrace what I do. Anything is possible. So I wrap this up reminding you to embrace the change as a process. It takes time and effort. Be patient with you, okay? Stay committed to your personal growth and development as you navigate through life's inevitable transitions. It's gonna always happen. Change happens, ebb and flow. It's part of life. Embrace it. Like, great, what's on the other side of this? I get to grow as a person. I'm gonna learn something new. I get to have different experiences. Fun, 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 fun. I've lived in Vegas for 15 years. I'm good. I think it's going on 16. Oh my gosh. It just hit me what today is. June 15th. I moved here on this day (laughs) in 2008. Oh my goodness. It's my Vegas-versary, guys. I'm so glad you get to be with me during this. How silly am I? I have to do the math. Yep. Exactly 15 years to this day. That's creepy. (laughs) Oh, girls, that's what I'm talking about. Cheers to that. Raise a glass. I made it 15 years exactly to the day. Almost to the time, too. It's 9.30 p.m. right now, and I think I drove into Vegas around midnight, like right before the 16th, technically. So I say all that to say this, guys. Life is awesome. Take Jesus with you. He should be the pilot. You're the co-pilot, okay? So many people are like, oh, you can come along as a passenger. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Would you give the map, the destination address, and everything to a passenger in the back seat while you're driving the car? And then just occasionally, oh, oh, am I supposed to turn right up here? Hello, back there? No, 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 no. That's not how it works. You know you want to know where you're going, right? You're popping in that address and you're listening to your voice command over your car telling you when to turn, when to make a make a pass, taught, whatever, all the things. Stop when you're there, your destination, time, arrival, and so on. 
That's Jesus, y'all. He's got to have that. He's the driver. (laughs) You're the passenger. That's how it works. He's got the only, he's the only one that's got the power to see what's up ahead. Don't even get me started on mystical stuff. A psychic's not going to help you. No one's going to help you. But Jesus, only Jesus knows what's up ahead. Okay? The, the enemy only knows what's happened. He's got a kind of a little bit of a heads up that his time is running short. And that his time here is limited. Praise the Lord. But he does not know your future. And if you go to a psychic or a mystic or something, you're probably going to get a, a mixture of spiritual uncertainty because you're listening to everything but the Holy Spirit. Let's just put it that way. The devil and his minions could sabotage you. So rely on the Lord, rely on the Holy Spirit. That is the purest form of help and assistance. And he's waiting. Pray every day before you start your day. Lord, I don't know what's up ahead. Please show me and give me the strength to embrace it. Lord, that's always my prayer. Give me the strength to handle it. Give me the wisdom. I want all of it. I want to be able to handle it. Whatever you throw my way, Lord, I want to handle it all. So I'm going to wrap this up in prayer because that's what I feel like I'm supposed to do right now. I feel led to do that. Okay. So Lord Jesus, there's a sister on this call today that is feeling some uncertainty about change that's coming up. It's in her gut. She's biting her fingernails. She's freaking out. She's pulling out her hair. Not literally, I hope, but Lord, I can see her. She's frustrated. She's stressed. She's losing sleep. She's not sure she's on the right path. Father, I ask that you just hold her, hug her, remind her of this episode with scripture verses laced throughout it to remind her who really is in control and who really makes the path straight. Father, I know it's you. We love you for what you do, Jesus. We love you. We know you have our best interests at heart. And Father God, I ask that if they lean on anyone, that it be a Christian counselor or a mentor or someone that's got 100% plugged into the Holy Spirit to guide them. Father, give this, this female, this person in front of me peace. Let go of the uncertainty. Give them contentment and that assurance that only the Holy Spirit can provide that you've got this. The Father is already up ahead already knows what step you're taking next and waving you forward. It's okay. It's okay. We've got this. So I love you and hug you. Praise you, dear sister. You got this. (laughs) I believe in you. And Jesus does too. And all the angels and all the saints say amen. I hope this was helpful. Please forward this to a friend that's going through some change, maybe some challenges in their life. Again, I always say, don't be selfish and hoard this to yourself. Forward it to a friend. They need this too. Big hugs, big love. See you on the next episode. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode. 